Hello everyone and welcome to the latest award winning instalment of Everything is Black and White here at Chronicle Towers, the biggest and best Newcastle United podcast on the entire planet and maybe even the universe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? That's what we'll say anyway. <laughs> Joining myself, Neil Cameron, is Lee Ryder and Mark Douglas um, after what was yet another fantastic day for Newcastle on Saturday. Beating Liverpool is never a bad thing. In fact, it's always rather good fun. Lee, beating them 1-0 with such a young team, with six players who you could have said the club brought through from various uh, parts of their career. A goal from a lad who was playing the Spanish second division last year. And I think, was that four points off fifth place or something like that yeah. there? What a turnaround, what a result and what a performance. Yeah, it's it's always the same with Newcastle. It's, it, it's either really bad or really good. There doesn't seem to be any kind of in-between, you know, getting boring nil-nil draws or anything like that. There's always, there's always something going on. And, you know, the first half particularly I didn't think was a great... A great kind of uh, occasion to, to, to watch, you know, given the pre-match billing. But the second half, I think Newcastle deserved it. Um, they took the chance when they got it, and uh, probably could have added to it. So it was a, it turned out to be a good day in the office with a clean sheet and uh, another goal for Perez. And, the fans uh, went home happy. Absolutely, Mark. A lot has been made in the national newspapers, and rightly so. Liverpool's a, a massive football club, and they're a big story about how badly they played, which is fair enough for my money. A lot of that was down to how Newcastle played, how the players matched up against them, how the team was set up. Would that be fair enough? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think they were they worked incredibly hard again, which was the kind of that's been the one theme, even probably apart from the Southampton game. Since then, I'd say you couldn't you couldn't really uh, knock Newcastle's work rate, but they've, they've got that one little thing now, haven't they? That the other teams fear, and that's pace. They also that, press, don't they, when they don't exactly. have the ball? Yeah, which which was really you know which is which is really uh, fantastic, and I think. The thing that's kind of setting Newcastle aside at the moment is just that they, they've got that energy that other teams don't have and Liverpool seem really lethargic and Newcastle just had that energy. Possibly, you know, Liverpool are a better team, I would say, man for man than, than Newcastle, but that energy kind of took them over the line. So, yeah, it was a good, good, really good result. Yeah, they didn't look a better team on Saturday, I have to say. And I still say this, Lee, and this is, it's honestly not a criticism. I believe there's a lot more to come from this Newcastle team. That wasn't an utterly brilliant performance. I thought they were really, really good. Mm-hmm. But I've seen them play better over the last... Certainly under Alan Pardew. But here's the thing. They have a shot cleared off the line. Cabela should have scored. Their shots blocked. Suzoko's went close. Dummett went close. Mm-hmm. That's not bad for a team that you're, we genuinely believe there's a lot more that can come from them. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a steady build. I think they're the gradually... You know, the, let's not get carried away. There were three... Um, narrow victories in the mm-hmm. Premier League obviously beat Man City by two um, so I'm not kind of in that position where I'm saying oh someone's due a hammering but you know I think gradually there will there will become a game where they do get a, a solid kind of win where it's by by more than two or three goals uh, I didn't think I'd be talking about this <laughs> no, no, no. Two it's or three weeks ago, because so you know, fickle, do you know? I know it's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but hey. That, credit where it's due to the yeah, manager and the players. Due. Yeah, he's, he's getting the substitutions right, they're keeping yeah. clean sheets, and you know, long may it continue because um, there's still a lot of points we've played for. If you wanted to be ultra, ultra skeptical, then you could say they still need 27 points to stay up. So <laughs> we'll see what happens in the next uh, few weeks. It's been good fun, though, Mark, hasn't it? Just watching and reporting on this for the last, the last few days because it's been encouraging 
um, very encouraging results and pretty decent performance, more than decent performances as well. The great thing for Pardew is he has been able to change things. You know, he's brought Sammy Amiobi in, um, who we seem absolutely obsessed with and has been good. Aaron's was terrific again, and he's clearly nowhere near fit. Mm. Perez has come in and scored two goals. But again, I want to ask you about, we're going to look at him in the newspaper tomorrow, is, is Mehdi Abid. Well, he's just come in from nowhere, hasn't just done OK, has been absolutely brilliant mm. yeah, in both I mean, he games. Was, he, was fant- he was fantastic on Saturday in terms of his sort of control, the level of maturity showed, and you wouldn't believe it was his Premier League debut. I mean, again, you know, if, if you're going to be negative, and, and, you know, it seems a bit jarring to be negative, but why why was he not yeah. integrated previously? You know, I mean, I know you can say, well, it's circumstances, but, you know, I would look and uh, I know it's a name that probably we haven't talked about at all for a long time, but, but Gail Bigger-Romani, you know, it, it, have we maybe written off a few of these players a little bit too soon? You know, as part of you maybe written off a few of these players too soon, because you know, Sammy Amiobi's been given a lot of chances and I actually didn't think he was great on Saturday. I, think he, was I thought he worked player. well. I thought he... Yeah. I, 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 I quite liked him, I have to say. Oh, I, I don't know. I think he, he, wasn't, he, wasn't the, he wasn't at his best. But, I mean, go back to a, a B, I just thought he was fantastic. And you can tell there's a player there. But we always said at the start yeah. when we first came in, you know, we said... The guy, the guy's got a good, a good touch about him, and you know he would be an absolute, he would be an absolute fine if he's still playing at the end of the season. He looks like a welterweight as well, doesn't he? <laughs> Some size, yeah, the lad. Yeah, 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 completely. Uh, a point I was going to ask you about Lee, uh, who I had in my man of the match. I think you had a bead in your man of the match. So we'll have a fight about that <laughs> bare knuckle <laughs> about that later but I think someday we can all agree who was terrific against City when he came on terrific against Tottenham and was superb on Saturday was Musa Suzuko mm. playing in that further central more creative more attacking role he's not the most delicate football in the world to watch he ain't Zinedine that Zidane tackle wasn't delicate no <laughs> tackle wasn't de- delicate but you're not going to have the 90 minute film that Zidane yeah. had you know with the yeah. people following him around yeah. but I tell you what when he's on that form and he, and he looks about himself, I, I, I'm, I'm glad he's playing for Newcastle, mm-hmm. and he's not somebody running at a Newcastle player because he's some force of nature, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, going back to the man of the match, I mean, the reason that Abid pipped uh, Sissoko for me was because I thought Sissoko put the team um, under a bit of pressure with that tackle mm. because you could have easily seen a red card and then it could have probably. Been, and it I, could I missed have been it at the time, but yeah. well, probably was a red, it, wasn't it? It was. It was shocking <laughs> uh, it was, it was. so that's why because he could have been sent off and if he'd have been sent off then the complexion of the game changed a little bit but it didn't happen that way and Newcastle deserved the, deserved the win um, Abid you know obviously a player Newcastle you know signed from Lens a few years ago now he's been out on loan mm-hmm. to Panathinaikos could have even signed for them um, so it's good to see him back uh, he looks a, a lot um Physically, yeah. he looks more like a competitor in the yeah. Premier League now. I think when he first came, he was a little bit lightweight. He was slight, wasn't and, he? Yeah. And knocked off the ball quite easily. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, he's equipped now for the Premier League and uh, hopefully, you know, he keeps his place because I, I think he would keep it on merit against West Brom. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. Funniest moment of the game, Mark, was Daryl Jean Matt clearly just <laughs> fed up with Mario Balotelli <laughs> and took a booking for the team. Not that I love to see great football, but I have to say, I found that quite amusing. Yeah, no, it was, it was funny. And I mean, you know, you kind of like, we're laughing and, and we've, all, we've all sort of said, you know, please, Newcastle, you know, take a punt on a player at some point. You know, they, they need to sort of maybe bring in one of these kind of players like that. But 
thank goodness it wasn't Mario Balotelli. I think you wrote it on Sunday. I mean, God, he's so frustrating. He's not frustrating. He's hopeless. I I don't know. This is a Newcastle podcast. I'm not going on about it. But if somebody can explain to me how he's managed to play for the clubs he's played for, made all the money that he's made, and he's outshone and outscored by a lad who's got about five... Senior yeah. um, first team appearances in Paris. I think it's a lack of football intelligence. Um, a lack of intelligence, maybe. <laughs> potentially. But I mean, I, I remember there was a Mourinho interview and he was talking about Balotelli when he was at Inter Milan and he was on a yellow card and he spent the whole, he spent 14 minutes of the 15 minute break at half time saying, don't, right. do, don't get involved with anything. We, don't, we can't afford for you to be sent off and in the 46 minute I think he got sent off so it's football intelligence yeah. good luck with Brendan Rodgers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so we say in Glasgow man's a bampot I'll tell you who isn't I'll tell you who isn't no and that's Ayose Perez who as, as, I won't change what we said a week ago he's still got a million miles to go mm. and great predators goal though wasn't oh, it yeah. and he's yeah. great movement off the ball mm-hmm. Cabela should have scored with that one Mark I'll come to you and Cabela in a little minute Two goals in two Premier League games. Mm. This lad's got something about him, hasn't he? Yeah, well, you know, we, we made the point of doing an article about West Ham signing Sacco. Yeah. Um, the reason Newcastle didn't go for Sacco was because he signed this lad and two goals in two games shows. You know, he's, he's got that poaching thing about him and I, I like that. You know, I think Newcastle have lacked that down mm. the years. Papi Cissé is obviously a poacher, but this kid can do it as well. Whether, whether they'll get the chance... To play together, I don't know. They might be too similar, um, and CC will probably get the nod on on seniority. But maybe, but, M- maybe but we'll you see. know. Got pulled up half time, so we'll see. Um, I, I put a line in one of the many newspapers I write for in here, Mark, about Cabell. And I know he came on, and he was actually the, the, there was a substitute before that. Aaron's came on, and he stayed on the bench. He came on later on, and he missed an easy chance it's a chance you'd expect him to take mm. I just think that he showed a little bit more about himself when he gone in that second half okay you could see it really affected him for five minutes because all the players were up yeah. to come on come keep it going keep it going and he tries to try an overhead kick you know in, the, in his own corner and he shouldn't do all that yeah. and saying all that though there's a player there I still he's going to come good for Newcastle oh, yeah, yeah and I mean he's not you know it, it's kind of with, with Perez it's a bit of a fairy tale you're like oh what you know this, yeah. this, this lad's really did with Cabello it's, it's not a fairy tale he's been signed he was the marquee signing for the summer um, but I, what, what I really like about Cabello is that I think there's definitely an element of like he's working there you know I think I think one of our problems with Hatton Banafa was maybe that some of the criticism that came his way, you know, although we thought he should have been, I personally mm. think he should still be in the squad and still be around it, he didn't really listen to some of the things that were said to him. I think Cabela has been, and you can tell because the way he came on and played on Saturday, I thought he was a lot, lot better. I think he's been taken out of the firing line, rightly or wrongly, it's judged to be right. I actually thought at the time it was the wrong decision because I think he should have been persevered mm. with a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he was a lot, lot better on, on Saturday. What I'd like to see now is him playing away from home and being able yeah. to play with a bit of that responsibility because it's great when you're a 1-0 up at home, you're given the ball, Liverpool are kind of stretched all over the place. You know, I, I would have been disappointed if he hadn't looked good on Saturday. Um, now it's kind of, he's got to build on that. And he's a France international, so he should really come good at some point. No, I would hope so. Well, I'm just going to, we'll talk about the West Brom game towards the end of the week. But Lee, just before we go, if, let's just say we get to Christmas and Newcastle have picked up more points than they've lost and they've got to the semi-final of the Cup. I mean, that's already after a really poor start. Let's be honest, it was a poor, poor old start. Dread from dreadful results. That would be a cracking half-season. I think we'd all say that. 
doesn't mean to say that they shouldn't be scouting players just now because I still believe they need a centre-forward and a centre-half. If you could add that, get Teote back, get Dijon back, you're rubbing your hands and saying, you know something, they won't win the Premier League, but that's not a bad Newcastle United team stroke squad. Yeah, I think, you know, the... Getting the semi-finals of the cup would be absolutely awesome. It would really get this town buzzing again. Yeah. Um, I think they just need to stay in touch with the top ten if they're in, you know, in or around the top ten. I just think, you know, the top four or five now, without writing it off, unless you pay loads of money and buy players, you're not gonna you're not gonna get up there. I know Southampton and West Ham are up there at the minute, yeah. but they've spent a few they've they, spent well, a few quid to be fair. They certainly so, have, yeah. So um I just think I'd, I'd like to just see the team continue competing. Um, I don't want to get too carried away. No, no. It's Newcastle and anything <laughs> can happen. But yeah, the, the two short term aims definitely get in the top 10 and get the semi final that cup because I think we'd all get pretty excited, oh, excited about a, two, a two-legged crack at the potential of going yeah. to Wembley. I think that'd be amazing. We'll jump, we'll jump off that large bridge <laughs> when we get to this. Again, Mark, we'll come to you for the final time. A man we haven't spoken about yet is the manager Alan Pardew we've sat in this broom cupboard many a time and I think we all thought he was going to go um, either he was going to get sacked we looked forward to his I think before the Southampton game we think he will go if they lost they lost heavily stayed on no matter what you think of him no matter what you think of the decision or the makeup of that football club you've got to give the man a bit of credit a bit more than just credit for the way he's come through this and it's a, it's a really decent run of results he's had. Yeah, and I think I think the the the, the complaint or the, the sort of the issue that you'd say is like, can he sustain it? And that's that's the one thing that maybe they haven't done so far. But you, you've got to really put that on the back burner at the moment because you know the team he's remodelled this team a little bit from where they were at Southampton. I think he came into the season thinking Sam De Jong would be the kind mm-hmm. of. The, the pivot around which they worked. Just to interrupt you for two seconds, do you mean what I mean? He's now playing four three three, and yeah. he's kind of been forced into that. Yeah, Certainly, looks a more fluid yeah. system. And for I them. think that was what kind of people wanted anyway. Um, I always thought they'd probably do a little bit better against the better teams because they are quite counter-attacking. Yeah, and they have been under Pardew, you know. And I think what I'd like to see now is maybe the t- this team develop into a team that can attack teams. You know, some of the lower league, some of the teams a bit further down, which is you know where they struggled at the start of the season, but. You know, great, great uh, turnaround from Pardew. I'll tell you what as well, I will give him massive amounts of credit for the way that he's handled the last three weeks. I mean, there was that kind of chant that went around, it's never your fault. They've had a lot of injuries and he hasn't mentioned it. I will give him credit for that. He hasn't really mentioned it. And I think that some of those excuses that were tripping off his tongue... Um, the end of last season. He There's somebody had a little whisper in his ear going, Alan, just going. Well, he's, maybe. He's had maybe. to be a bit more humble about it. And, 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 you know, I've got to give him credit for that. And, and um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was, it's never, that's the thing about, about the, the managers. I think sometimes they think it's a personal thing or they think it's kind of, actually, I think in this room, we've all kind of sat with Alan Pardew and thought, you know, he's a decent guy, but you couldn't really argue with where they were after 2014. It'd it, a terrible year until yeah. two weeks ago. But, you know, I think, He's earned himself time and he's earned himself a bit of patience to see where this goes now. You know, I'm not saying he's suddenly the greatest manager in, in, in England, but you know, I think he's definitely earned himself time, definitely earned himself patience to see where this goes now. And just before we go, Leo, I will cut this, and this will, we'll, we'll shoot off back to the pub in a second. <laughs> um, we'll look ahead to the West Brom game on, or later on in the week, but it's hard to change a winning team. Isn't it? You know, mm. it's a cliche alert, I know, but it'll be interesting to see what he does if Teoti is fit, if, if CC starts. But he's got a young uh, side there, full of energy, uh, full of invention and full of confidence. It would be hard to make that many changes. I'm tempted to, to, to say, 
you should just go with the with the team that's you know turned this round. You yeah. know, and obviously CC and Tioti haven't. I mean, obviously CC played the first half the other day, but that they weren't part of the yeah. the kind of turnaround. Tioti hasn't like. found it featured at all, really, has um, it? You know? If we believe what we're told, then Tioti wanted to leave in in August, which I think he's kind of came out and said. Then mm. they denied it. But yeah. Well, we don't know. <laughs> Without asking them the question ourselves, we don't know. But hey, you, you look at the, the young players; they've got such an energy and zest about them. I'd like to see them staying, but I, I think he will turn back to some senior players at, at some stage possibly on Sunday we'll see that on Sunday and we'll discuss that on Friday everyone thanks for thanks for joining us again and we'll speak to you soon on the happy hour